ladies and gentlemen, we did it. It's day 50 of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. Chris, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Genuine friend. Genuine. Such a long way. Such a long way. Um, I wasn't sure we were going to make it after episode 40. I think we've said this every show since then, so I just wanted to keep that uh, consistency alive. <laughs> but day 50... <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed by myself. And I'm impressed by you. And so when people go, man, how many uh, how many shows on the bounce have you done? I can say yeah. 50. It's done 50 on the bounce. And this one, you know, I know people were kind of a problem. I'm sure they were expecting a huge celebration and and all sorts of, you know, special things or whatever. But we have instead pageantry, like maybe some doing, pageantry. Yeah, pageantry is a good way to put it. We actually had like a legitimate expert guest to talk golf with we had a golf show golf show folks we had a very very big golf show for once and uh we'll just put it this way the person chose to remain anonymous they are a experienced veteran in the golf world and one of our friendly neighborhood golf pros that was gracious enough to join us to help us understand uh, kind of how we've gotten where we are since all of the golf lockdown, especially here in Illinois. And um, I was still hung up on things from when we lost it after two days. So we get his perspective on really how everything started, what was happening behind the scenes, and then a little clarification on the new phase three rules here in Illinois and maybe some other things we can expect or what the reality is going to look like. But either way. It's an interesting conversation. Good guy. Uh, seemed very, I, I enjoyed his points because he didn't seem like, oh, I'm on this side or I'm on that side. It was very pragmatic and logical. It's a good way to put it. And it's just like, it's common. I'm using common sense here and I'm thinking of other people. So I uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. In fact, I'd, I'd like to have him on sometime in a normal capacity to just talk about random things like we do. Yeah. For sure. But anyway, his, his, his waters run just as deep as ours. Pr- probably deeper. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if that's saying much either. Um, and I love you. He'll keep talking about how we're really into the game. We're passionate about the game. We're like, hey, listen, uh, I know you listen to the. He listens to the show. I, I don't think you give us enough credit for how critical of <laughs> things we are. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good I think this is a good 50th show. I think people will be happy with it. And uh like every show lately, we have a great sponsor that couldn't be more appropriate for the 50th episode of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. Chris, tell us who it is. Bill, today's sponsor of the show is none other than McGregor Golf. What? Are you playing Are you playing golf in 1977? You should be playing McGregor Golf. Bill, that- just just I know I know you have the history of the game. Just rattle off a name or two of those that have that have played and won. I mean, let's McGregor golf. Let's start with one of the greatest to ever do it. 1986, someone named Jack Nicholas won the Masters. Uh, ever heard I, of him? Yeah, ever heard of him? One of the uh, oldest major champions, I think, in history. And uh, he was using a McGregor putter. I mean, I don't know how old he, I forgot. I don't think he was 46. He's 112. I don't know. He was really old when he won it and impressed everybody. But uh, yeah, that was a McGregor win. And he's used 
I mean, he's he's used tons of McGregor clubs. And then I don't know if you also heard of this guy. He's known for having an, an okay golf swing. His name's Ben Hogan. Before Hogan clubs were a thing. Oh, he was a right. McGregor guy. And then uh, here's a good one for you. He has the longest winning streak of consecutive wins in professional and PGA Tour. Byron Nelson. McGregor. Oh. McGregor. Just saying. Oh, oh, and dare I forget the Silver Scott, Tommy Armour. Oh, my goodness. Some of the greatest head shapes in persimmon (laughs) wood history were Tommy Armour heads. Just want to make sure everybody remembers. But yeah, Vintage McGregor Golf. What a sponsor to have on such a commemorative episode. They really stepped up. They really really came through on on episode 5-0. I mean, there are. How they are coming into the future and still keeping the past alive. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I don't either, but whatever. It works. Special (laughs) thanks to McGregor Golf. We can't can't wait to play McGregor Golf Clubs out on the golf course soon. All right, Chris. You ready to get into this wonderful 50th episode of the Lockdown Golf Podcast? Oh, let's go, man. All right. Do me a favor. Let's start that show. Who are you? I'm Bill Bush. Some bad news. So who are you? I'm Chris McEwen. They're infected. Infected! Welcome to the show. The big 50th. Didn't think 10 shows ago we'd get here, but we did. (laughs) And Chris, true to our form. Remember that guest we promised like four shows ago? Well, we have our guest. Would you like to introduce him? It's our uh, it's our friendly neighborhood golf pro. To give How you some doing, perspective. gentlemen? What's going on, man? Thanks for thanks for coming on. It's good to have uh, you. Uh, thanks for having me, and I feel very honored to be part of the Big Fifty. <laughs> That's right. That's wow. how we drew it up. That's that An was the intention. guest. Yes. <laughs> um. So as we said, we meant to have said guest in uh, a few shows ago, and of course, you know typical us we we shouldn't have promised before we had it locked down hey see what i did there i didn't even mean to do that but that's awesome look at me we could call it technical difficulties right 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 exactly (laughs) Uh, a little background our guest is a neighborhood golf pro meaning he is from around the area we'll just leave it at that Uh, chris has known him for quite some time and we thought it'd be interesting and of course Hey, the timing couldn't have worked out better, really. We just wanted to get him on to talk about sort of the ins and outs of the golf industry in Illinois, specifically dealing with all these coronavirus rules. Uh, but as of yesterday, we found out we're about to enter phase three in Illinois with our loosened restrictions. So um, I guess before we get going, I would like your perspective Go back way back to the beginning of this where they said, hey, essential businesses can stay open. That includes uh, liquor, liquor stores and, uh, you know, whatever pizza joint you like. Okay, (laughs) golf courses can stay open, too. And we made it for not even, but we'll just say about two days. What happened there? That was in uh, I don't think anyone has really knows the exact thing that happened there. My interpretation was that that was just a, a misinterpretation 
on some folks' uh, part in Springfield, and uh, that people just went ahead and went. They, they misunderstood some wording and uh, sent some info out that we could open up. We did not here open our, our golf course. We were uh, doing some maintenance, so it didn't really affect us too much. But that was basically a shit show on, uh, you know, call it government. <laughs> yeah, that so, was an interesting, you know, 36 hours or so when it was yes, just it like, was. Yes, it I think was. I got, we, had, I, uh, we had made a decision to, uh, under the assumption that we were going to be closed for quite some time, that we'd get some all our airification on our greens and, and some of the fairways and stuff done at an early point in the season. And once we got the word that we could reopen, it was, you know, we were we were not playable for those two days. essentially. So. OK, because I always heard the speculation that they the the wording did say golf is allowed. And um, the problem ended up being, uh, of course, very local to me, maybe was mobbed with a zillion people not following basic restrictions. And that pretty much ruined it for everybody. That did happen that per those particular two days, there were uh, uh, several facilities that just disregarded the rules and and, I, and that's been the case over the last two weeks as well. Not everyone has uh, complied with what uh, Governor Pritzker has asked. And what do you, so do you think there's any threat from those places at, at some point having it catch up and ruining it for everybody again? Boy, I, you know, I certainly hope not. Um, I, I think going forward, one of my one of my fears is that Wisconsin opened up in a in my opinion, a ridiculous manner last weekend. And <laughs> I was a little worried that, that that was going to affect us here in Illinois. I was a little bit surprised that Pritzker didn't wait a little bit to see numbers come from Wisconsin. And we were a little fearful of him just continuing uh, to, to shut golf down for, for longer if Wisconsin yeah. numbers blow up. And you got to realize half these people uh, running up to bars and drinking in Wisconsin are from around here. You know. <laughs> I know. Ha half of them are in Chris's family. Right. <laughs> yeah, the two Chris, girls were you went up, up there, there too. What's that, Chris? You weren't up there, were you? Was that you on video at the bar up in Kenosha there? Getting no, drunk that night? no, oh, okay. no. Okay. I would have come home to change locks. I actually had customers the first couple of days we got open that were talking about flying to Georgia so they could go to a bar and drink. So that's that's the mentality that you get good lord <laughs> by the way hearing people are that desperate to fly to georgia albeit on cheap flights um for drinking makes me feel a lot better about my drinking tendencies here because <laughs> right that, man never mind i have my priorities much more in control you know the last i heard you can have a beer at home and in your backyard and stuff so i'm in no rush to get to a bar and uh, uh do that stuff yeah I feel like between not going to bars after work ever or just a quick run somewhere around here and not buying food at work, whatever. I'm like, man, I'm I'm too scared to look, but I, I should be saving a ton of money. The problem is, though, then you that's like every time you go to a grocery store, instead of spending like a 100 bucks, you're spending $300 because you never know when you're going to be able to or I should say ordering food from the grocery store. It's like you never know when you're going to be able to get it again. Are you still on the ordering? I, I've been going to the stores. It hasn't been terrible. Um, I think sometimes it's terrifying. <laughs> right. And I think that's just it. If it, it's one of those things, it's like if we had to at this point, we would. But so far, the ordering's gotten tighter and better and it's more available. It's like it, 
it's also sort of the price of convenience. Never mind the safety. Like, all right, cost me really like twenty bucks more, maybe. If you're feeling real crazy, maybe forty bucks more. Yeah, right. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to deal with all of that. I basically just had it all dropped on my porch. That's not that. that that's worth something to me. Yep, that's that's not bad. And I actually have a, a wife at home that has some underlying conditions at the moment, and we're probably going to switch to that uh, type of uh, surface going forward. Or at least uh, pick <laughs> what, up yeah. at the grocery store. Well, we should have been doing that a long time ago then. I I kind of agree with that, and I think that's the point of contention with a lot of golf professionals um, in regards to golf not being allowed for for all that time. That we were allowed to go to a grocery store and put ourselves at risk. We were allowed to go to Home Depot. We were allowed to go to the liquor store. But we weren't allowed to go outside and, and, and play golf in a, in a sport that we can easily socially distance. I was in favor, and one of the few in my profession, I was totally in favor of Governor Pritzker's original opening uh, guidelines on May 1st. However, we realized in about four hours that we could do a whole lot more. And I was a little surprised we didn't loosen these restrictions just a little bit earlier. We are yeah, all I remember, I remember the picture that you sent to me of a, of a full, quote-unquote, full T-sheet, and there were like exactly. four cars in the parking lot. All the work and preparation it took, you know, all of us to get our golf courses ready with signage and, and documentation and stuff like that, it, it, it almost didn't seem worth it because your days, even though you were full, you were really slow. I mean, it was yeah. pretty, pretty uneventful days. But let's face part- it, you're not setting up for... It's the, it's the whole thing right with the whole coronavirus in general. If everything goes according to plan, it feels like a waste of time. So, right, yeah, you right. guys could do more and it goes fine. But I think this is and maybe this will lead us into my other question or topic for you. People are getting so worked up and, it, it, you know, I'm so angry about everything where it's like, yeah, you're right. This might be stupid and could have been fine at most courses. But then when you stumble upon. uh I'm trying to think of like what would be a really good example of this without. Uh, yeah. Cause now I'm going to be naming names. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you stumble upon the right course. that just gets a ton of traffic and it's not necessarily, you know, it's sort of a all walks of life, easy, easy to consume golf course. And they aren't following the rules and it's a disaster. It's like, well, all these places that just couldn't prove they were responsible enough uh ruined it for the places like your course and many of the other courses so far every course i've encountered and i think i think that is what i'm sure it's frustrating but i i like it drove me nuts that people failed to see that that part of the process for lack of a better way of putting it so you you did see this bill you saw this at at golf courses that you know that were just disregarding things or or is that i know i haven't the places i've been have seemed to have been fine but i'm i'm very much the person that goes you know it's it only takes one bad apple to ruin it for everybody right and so i like to me it was yeah let's just prove for a second we can do it under these tight restrictions then we can start loosening up and figure it out but um, you know, I guess I had perfect faith that most courses would be able to handle this. Like I would, yeah, I go, yeah, you're right. You're going to have a course like your own where everybody shows up. The parking lot's pretty empty. You barely see anybody while you're there. It's like, well, this is over. This is overkill. Well, no kidding. Sure. 
and because I know there would be courses at, yeah, you'd be twosomes every 15 minutes, but then when you catch another twosome and turn into a foursome, and next thing you know, guys are hanging out taking selfies around the flag, and some guy going, I don't care what the rules say. I still need to putt with the flag stick out. It's like, all right, the, well. I'll give you a good one. The very uh, the very first day we opened, uh, we you know we were letting carts out for those with handicap placards only. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the middle of the afternoon, gentlemen, I'm sorry, my phone's ringing here, and I, I don't know how to shut the volume off. But I know <laughs> this is um, after like, hours when we have nothing to do. Neighborhood, <laughs> neighborhood friendly golf pro. Okay, so I go get this gentleman a golf cart, and now I, I, I grab a golf cart from my cart storage that has been sitting there since November. There's there's nothing wrong with it, but I did take the time to power wash it, and I brought it out to the gentleman's car with a Clorox wipe. And I said, here you go, sir. I'm just wiping it down for you. And his reaction was, I don't give a shit about that. This is all a hoax. And I got to hear a five minute story about, uh, some relative of his, who cares who it is, who works somewhere in the medical field and knows everything about coronavirus. It's a hoax. So that's, that's the attitude you get. So and, uh, and it's and, and and as as we've progressed here over the last couple of weeks, that that attitude has become more prevalent uh, among some of our golfers. But I will say that ninety eight percent have been just fine. Uh, the foursome thing has been the biggest uh, bone to pick amongst amongst my golfers here, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into the uh, to the the news of yesterday. So well, hang, hang on. I got two okay. things I need to know more about. To I think even to get into the new things. There have been gripes from the player perspective. There's been gripe from gripes from the professionals pr- perspective on why restrictions in general have been the worst thing ever. And I, I think I, I, I fully get the argument where golf courses are, we're going, Oh my God, the revenue we are losing eight people an hour versus we used to be able to get in 18 to 18 to 30 or whatever. I can't tell you don't understand that argument, but most of the courses in an effort to not lose them have been at minimum keeping skeleton crews going to keep essentially keep the grass alive. Sure. So in my opinion, they're hemorrhaging money. I would think given the current pandemic and state of things, these people would be happy. Well, at least we're allowed to have some revenue now, albeit I wish they'd let me have more. Why were people really so upset? It, it's that um, there are, I, I think a lot of people in our industry were, were very concerned with about, with, with losing their job and, and that this was going to last all summer. Um, we, we kept a very skeleton crew here. We had three people on our grounds department. Some people had more, some people had less than that. And, and where I work, we were very fortunate, uh, myself and my assistant, we're able to, to continue working. That wasn't the case everywhere. So, you know, people were concerned with their livelihoods and, you know, I can't fault them there. However, I, I, I just, you know, I still feel that safety um, of, you know, keeping people safe and not only, not only my golfers, but my own staff here who've all been here for a number of years, my objective is to keep them safe above and beyond uh, revenues or anything else that may come in the world. So, I'm trying to think of the right way to ask. No, you know what? That's just opinion based. We we don't need it. more opinions about. You can ask. ask is that whatever. reasonable? Well, to me, it's like going back to, okay, yeah, I get it, but you, I just don't understand the stance of 
Well, some revenue, not understanding that some revenue is better than none. And let's just prove we can do it and power through and get the more and like and prove we can do more than this and get more revenue. I, I still think it's better than nothing. And I. Oh, of course. Of course. Why yeah. do, you th- do you think people really don't understand that or it's just a refusal to accept the slow if, if process? I really think if you if you look at this uh, from the attitudes of, of the other people that work in my industry, there is such a massive amount of hatred for our governor that that I don't necessarily agree with. But it that is all we hear, even on some of the Zoom calls. It's 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 Pritzker this, Pritzker that, and you know, God bless the guy. He's trying to save lives. He's dealing with a pandemic, and I I'm never going to fault somebody who who takes safety over. Uh, a dollar golf is his number yeah. one priority by the way as a oh, yeah. governor of a big state with one of the major <laughs> sure, metropolitan yeah. areas in the country your first priority is making sure golfers are happy let's be honest guys you know obviously <laughs> for sure right because you know a whopping 12 percent of the population golf so let's let's take care of them first right <laughs> and let's be honest that's probably a generous number yeah, probably is in, in, in these times. We'll find out a little more this summer as uh, as the season goes along when the economic uh, impact of this thing really takes full force. Yeah. yeah. All right, Chris. In an effort for me to not just start throwing emotional rants out there, I will let's transition <laughs> into the changes. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want, you know, like, I guess, how are you feeling about the, the four cart? uh plan so if you know each person's getting a uh getting a cart now and do you have enough in the the 10 minute interval and well are you guys with, kind with, of with this decision coming sorry to cut you off there chris you want to keep going no it's all right i'm good <laughs> um with with the the decision that came, that came down yesterday and after the zoom calls this morning there's still a little bit of confusion out there we're still gonna you know we still all have decisions to make as to how we're gonna operate going forward um, you are going to see a lot of uh, single rider carts, but with two bags on the cart. Um, I, I think that's going to be acceptable. That was uh, the, the, what I was led to believe at the end of that call. So it would be two two bags on the cart and only one person riding on the cart. Um, we're going to allow you know those that live in the same household or family members to ride together. Um, the, the the concern I would have there is I, I'm not an, I don't want to play police officer and improve, you know, if you two tell me you live together, what am I going to do? Am I going to argue with you? Am I going to right. whip out your license in an area in an age of social distancing and, and show it to me? Probably not. And I don't think you'll see many golf courses um, pry into that very, very much either. Interesting. So what, what's the idea behind the two bags and one cart with one driver? So then Operationally, it's very difficult uh, when, when, when you have a limited cart fleet. I have, you know, uh, 74 carts here. And um, there are days when, you know, I'm, I'm, you know we come really close to, to mm-hmm. running out of carts under normal circumstances. How, how do we operate? How do I tell Chris McEwen, you know, when he goes to book his one o'clock tea time online, how do I tell, how do I price that if I don't even know if I'm going to have a cart here? Sure. You know, so that that's a whole these are things that we're all going to have to figure out as we go along. It's a it's a new world for all of us in this business, uh, as, as well as the consumer, for sure. So what were your tea times before? You guys are around 10 minutes, right? 
We were, uh, we were depending on the day and the, and the volume, anywhere, between eight or nine minutes. Okay. Sometimes we were eight minutes. On busier times, we are nine minutes. Got it. Um, we'll stay at 10 now. I think going forward, forever probably, I, I like the 10-minute interval, so we'll see how Good that for goes. You. I, think I, think it'll, uh, I think it'll help pace the play. Most public golf courses are not utilizing all their tee times anymore anyway, so yeah. You know, if you lose a couple of tee times throughout the day and, and, and make the experience better for your golfers as far as pace and everything, I think you're better off. So I want we've I think we've kind of talked talked about this a little bit, but um, so it kind of leads in just the fact that you're going to keep the ten minutes. Are there is there anything else you're going to keep from this kind of experience? Like, well, I, I got to tell you, I, I think uh, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Chris. The, yeah. I think you guys are, are very much in favor of the contactless check-in, um, if it's at all possible. And, and we are going to certainly do an, uh, make an attempt to direct people in that direction. Um, I, I know that we are allowed now to open up golf shops. I'm not in favor of having more than one or two persons you know, in here at a time. So yeah. we've, we've I didn't catch that. You can, you can open the shop? We can open the golf shop. Um, I, that's one of the things that I'm a little, you know, I'm not a little, I'm very apprehensive about that. And so are some of my older staff members that work in here. So like I said, we're going to make a, an effort to try to do as much contactless check-in as we can, you know, as we can possibly do. Yeah, I just thought it was so efficient. This it is, so it nice is efficient. That... You, you run into different uh, challenges with carts now being available for everyone. That's true. How you you, you got to get these people a cart key and, and things like that. And look, these rules were, were very well accepted by all our golfers from about May 1st to about May 4th. <laughs> and, and then it got old real quick that, you know, uh, there's a segment, especially the older guys, they want to come into the golf shop. They don't want to leave their credit card on file. Right. You know, they, they don't trust uh, anybody with that information. So we'll deal with these operational challenges as, as the season moves along here. Did the, uh, did the state give you any guidance on like cart cleaning or requirements or anything like that? Or is. Well, uh, again, uh, bathroom cleaning and cart sanitation is essentially recommended. You know, there's a lot of uh, allowed and recommended in, in some sure. of the wording that's come down. So I think there's a uh, room for interpretation there. Uh, I have a little bit of an issue with what we're all having to do to sanitize these carts. I do feel in some ways that it is the golfer's responsibility that that's willing to come out and play. Um, and, and I think we've seen, I, I'm a believer that this, this virus is transmitted primarily human to human inside. Uh, that being said, we're, you know, we're going to do what we have to do. We've got plenty of sanitation or sanitizing uh, materials and, we go ahead and power wash the carts when they come in and then, and then wipe them down with uh, sanitizing wipes. So we're yes. not worried about that. Yeah. Actually, I, I should reverse that. We sanitize the cart first and let it sit. And then we, then we go and power wash it. We don't need the droplets from the power washer uh, going on our staff prior to sanitation. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to, I guess, let the air dry, right? Let the sana or the uh, sanitizer yeah. air dry. Yeah. It is, you know, you need 20, 30 seconds. So, when I play with Chris next, that's my plan. I'm going to sanitize him that way. <laughs> Chris, are you guys going to continue walking or are you going to hop in carts now that they're available? I think it depends for me. We talked about this a little bit. I can't remember if it was uh, when the mics were hot or not. Um, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. I think, but I think right now I'm going to keep walking 
Um, cause I, I have a few anticipations of what golf carts are going to be like. I think it is going to be sort of a rodeo out there. Um, <laughs> I, and I, it, it's, there's gonna be no gray area either, man, people are going to be flying because they all have their own carts, go to their own ball. It's just walking on acid or speed. I don't know. Acid is <laughs> hallucinating. Speed's fast. <laughs> right. Shows my drug use awareness. Yeah. Crystal meth. I think crystal meth applies today. In, in today's <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Um, but so like that, that if everything went that way, it'd be great. But the reality is you're going to have guys parking right up to the greens or like surrounding a bunker with all of their carts and all in the wrong place. And they go to the wrong cart. And then they're going to make jokes like, Ooh, I touched your steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be annoying. So um, now the problem is, I don't know if me walking, if a group in front of me is doing that helps at all, but there's also that bit of, well, if I'm like, Oh, this is a shit show. I can just cut across anything I want, slip through a couple trees and get out of there where you know a cart you just you can only ride in certain places so yeah i don't know now being the huge golf i don't don't know if you know this me and chris are me and chris i don't speak english chris and i are uh real big golf media guys so sometimes we really (laughs) have to load up our bags with uh products and drones and cameras and uh other dumb things that I'm not thinking of. So I, you made a point earlier about one person with two bags on their cart. I could very, I could very easily go out with two bags of clubs and just be one person in a cart. It's possible. (laughs) Right. Right. Let me ask you guys as, as you know, as you know, avid golfers, is there, is there a fear on your part when you come to, you know, XYZ golf course and you're going to rent a cart, are you fearful um, of something being on that card or anything, or is that something that doesn't really concern you as much as being inside? Uh, I would, it would, so I would still wipe it down. I, I agree with it with you. If you want to, as a golfer, right. if you want to give me a cart, I'm going to bring my own stuff. Right. And that's uh, what I'm seeing from, from yeah. the, those that are concerned have, they bring their own wipes and the guys right. that don't give a damn, they don't give a damn. So right. Right. That's, and that's not, that's yeah. but, um, but yeah, I would still, I would still probably wipe it down and, and then use the cart. Although I'm, I'm going to, I'm a big advocate of walking, especially now that I don't have a gym to go to. So that's the only are they opening how many episodes in a row are we going to talk about? Hey, just so everyone knows, Chris is into exercise and working out. Just a reminder. Hey man, I missed the gym. I just, just missed the his, gym. Getting his gains. <laughs> I, I personally am in favor of the golf cart. I, I am like you, Bill. I have stuff I bring with me. And I, I walked nine holes with a pole cart the other day, and I couldn't find a damn thing. And I was I was <laughs> a mess out there. I will say I was enjoying the walking part, though, and it is uh, more more pure golf. And it, uh, it does make you see the game a little bit differently. I think um, I think one thing I'm, I noticed today is that the the infamous lost ball in open space where you're like i this is wide open and the grass isn't that long but why can't i find it the nice thing about a, a cart is you can drive around and cover ground faster and have a shot at finding finding that <laughs> yeah, ball that's more. A, that is a big help absolutely and like absolutely. i so i had one today i'm like where is it and so i left my push cart and i started walking and i finally found it far back like by the time I'll just grab this when I come back. 
when I come back down the next, you know, the next hole. Right, right. Um, and just drop a ball in my bag. Because by the time I go and get a club and read, like, this is going to be 25 minutes. So, uh, naturally, and it took me a while to find that ball in the first place. Yeah, thus the far wander. So I hit another ball. Okay, finish a hole. And then when I try to go back down that path on the on the way back, going up the next hole, couldn't find it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't even been in this position if I just was in a motorized cart. But right. there you go. I have enjoyed my two walking rounds. I'm not saying they haven't. This one didn't hurt as much as the last one. I'll say that. But um, I don't know. I, every year I was like, you know, I'm going to walk more. And maybe this year will be the year to do it, especially with the way it seems things seem to be going and playing more of the early morning, like first round out weekday rounds. And I don't know, there's something about walking on that feels easier almost, but what do I know? That's nice. Have you, uh, has the course um, modified its kind of maintenance around, around the, around COVID and then with all the water? Uh, Well, we, we, we endured about seven inches of rain here last week. So, um, (laughs) As far as modifying, no. I mean, actually, uh, uh, being closed for that time, that is a superintendent's dream. Um, <laughs> you know, they get to take care of their golf course exactly how they want to. And, uh, you know, nobody's out there to, to mess with it. So, you know, our golf course right now is as beautiful as it's ever been. The rain has been a challenge. Uh, um, probably just getting out. He's probably just getting out to mow greens and stuff today. Uh, I know playing nine holes yesterday, our rough is uh us open and that was after it was cut so um <laughs> it is thick and it is it, it is it's kind of fun to play out of right now did the club <laughs> did the clubhouse get flooded this past weekend no well no we don't have any we don't have any issues such a show off no. such a show off <laughs> um no we have plenty about... we have plenty of clubhouse issues trust me but we you know flooding <laughs> not one of them unfortunately at that point and i'll knock on wood as i say that so one of the big wins in uh especially again for nerds like Chris and myself, um one of the big wins in phase three here is we're getting our practice facilities back. Uh, what? that's fantastic news, man. So I'm curious in more detail, kind of on the inside, why I'm sure that was pushed hard about, you know, the what the hell responses when they weren't allowed anyway. Um I'm curious to know what the reasoning for not being allowed to have them prior was. And then what are, is there any insight yet on what the restrictions are going to be for the reopen practice facilities? So these are questions that were, were brought up quite often this morning on, on our, uh, on our little zoom call. Um, you know, they're, they're different. Again, everyone, everyone's facility is uh, unique to, to themselves. So, there are talks of limiting uh, the limiting the number of people on a putting green per se, <laughs> um, to you know, and that's all going to be based on well, how big is your putting green? How, you know, right. how many people? How many holes do you have cut in that thing? Um, off the top of my head, again, these are these are things that we're going to be talking about prior to, to to this grand reopening here. I feel like I can let adults be adults, and 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 you know, we can put some signage at our putting greens. Social distancing will be adhered to, and, and, and we'll be able to limit the number of, of, of people on there. But I don't see that being an issue here. I, I think people will be able to handle that, that on their own. And as far as practice ranges, um, we've got about a 20, you know, 20 bay grass driving range here. We're just simply going to open up every other bay. We'll just limit the number of people that can be down there. We'll keep those bays far apart. 
Um, the customer's still going to have to go to that range machine, and he's going to have to touch that. He's going to have to touch that range token and uh, put it yeah. into the into the slot. But once he goes down and takes his bucket of balls and 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 hits them, he can leave the basket down there. We will, you know, we'll get the baskets periodically and sanitize them. So that that to me is pretty simple. We won't even have bag stands at the range. So nothing <laughs> nothing additional for anybody to touch. Here's a couple interesting ones. So yeah, all right. If you see a stray golf ball, don't touch it. Um, but it came up on the driving relief event. Matt Wolf went. Can we just leave our tees here? Will somebody come back? And, or somebody will come back and pick these up, right? Now, <laughs> that's the other thing, right? Obviously, you break a tee, or maybe you can't find it. But disposing of tees on the tee box. Now, I think that goes back to being a, an adult, and if you're willing to take that risk of touching someone else's tee, and right. Right. How you feel about that? It's your your own call. Um, but is there a, is there anything around that kind of stuff? No, not really. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, I, I I I was playing yesterday, and I you know was on a par three, and I you know so many things are done force of habit, right? Uh, yeah. I, I'll let yeah, first um, full disclosure. First hole I played, second shots on the green. I've got a birdie putt. I walked right up to the pin and pulled the damn thing out, just like I did. So <laughs> oh, oh, those geez. mistakes are oh. going to happen. And I was on a par three looking for a little, you know, little partial tee that I like to use. And I caught myself there. I said, geez, you shouldn't pick that thing up. You know, <laughs> am I really that worried about getting it from some little clip of a wooden tee? Probably not. But uh, I'm still scared. So I, 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 I avoided that. Yeah. I think kind of going back to the, to the green and driving green stuff. It's just like anything else. If I walk up to a putting green and it's crowded, I'm not going to go on the putting green. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll just, I'll not do that. That's, I think I, I heard like... you mention in one of your previous podcasts, if you drive to a golf course and you saw a full parking lot, you're turning around. So. Oh yeah. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> what sure. gets, what gets me though, the one concern I do have, you go on that putting green and it's empty and then another guy comes and I'm not saying like you can't do, can't take care of it, but it's also like you feel like you shouldn't. This is not something you should have to deal with with another adult. And this goes into, I think, the wear a mask or don't wear a mask debate. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm on the green minding my own business and Buddy's got to like sidle up next to me. I'm like, you are a foot away from me. Can you please move or I'm going to move? And, you know, he just because this happens. I've, like, I've had this happen. Yeah, that's all you can do, though. I think that stay the fuck away from me is still perfectly socially acceptable. (laughs) Right. Right. But you like, that's the thing that killed, like, I'm not saying, yeah, there is way, there are ways to handle it. I'm not saying there's nothing to be done about it. I'm more just like, I'm frustrated in that. That's reality. And you're like, look, dude, I'm sure you don't care about coronavirus. Maybe I do just do me a favor and don't come anywhere near me. Can you just do that for me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I really think that's so so easily managed because if you're out there putting on the putting green and this gentleman you're referring to is getting close to you, you're probably going to get the hell away from him anyway. You know what right. I mean? Right. I hate people on the practice green sometimes. Not always. <laughs> Majority of the time it's fine. But, it, you know, my favorite is, hey, some days it's packed and maybe you guys have to share one of the holes. That's OK. Or you right. put to a spot or something. But it, I, you know, same thing when there's like 12 holes on a giant practice screen and it's just you and another guy and he's got to putt at the same hole you're at. And you're like, are you, do you really not get it? Even if you're not, say you don't have like a upbringing of golf etiquette and you're new to it, whatever. I would just feel like common sense would make you go, 
oh, there's free space over there. I'll just use that. And that has nothing to do with coronavirus. That's just a gripe, by the way. You would think. No, it's, like, it's like Bill. Bill is new to humans. Bill just doesn't understand. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I don't that. understand him. I'm saying it drives me crazy. All right. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. So here's my question. Now let's go back. Let's go into the employee part of this. So you said, all right, yeah, you have to some, leave your bucket. Someone will come. We'll go pick those up uh, periodically. And yeah, we have to sanitize all the carts. What kind of things, not just for yourself, but the staff, uh, maybe assistants, et cetera, what kind of practices are in place for them to stay safe? Well, you know, we are we, we are limiting, first of all, the number of people that are working uh, inside the golf shop to, to one. Sometimes there's two of us here when, when myself and my assistant are here. Um, we are wearing face coverings when, when we are inside and in our common areas. Uh, my cart staff will be, you know, have, have appropriate PPE. They will be have masks and gloves. We were we were gonna we we're gonna try to in, you know encourage our customers when they do come in with a dirty cart we're gonna set up some garbage cans in the in the cart return area and kindly ask our customers if they could remove their own garbage and, and put it into the garbage garbage can but we'll do everything we can to keep uh, our employees safe that's first and foremost for me I, I I don't want any of my staff doing anything that I am uncomfortable with. yeah is, is my feeling on it and I got to be honest the first time I I went down to clean a cart after it was used and I'm, I'm spraying it with that power washer and those droplets are coming back in my face. And I was like, geez, you know, do we, you know, uh, this is a little, a little more complicated than we thought. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just wiping off a damn golf cart. With some, some, you got to do wear a full hazmat suit just to power wash. Yeah. I, I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to, uh, I don't think we're going to uh, go that far. Hold on one second. Um, no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's no no i gotta refuse that okay um no <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome it's not so friendly yeah that's almost as good as yawning in the middle of the show when you're trying to talk <laughs> did i do something wrong no no we're just we just heard you like being like uh, I, got, well, no, I, no. I, I got a delivery that needs to be refused and uh i gotta let my staff know that here you go. sorry about <laughs> The business is going on here. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to know. I'm like, man, I wonder what had to be refused. I want to know that, story, but we won't get into it. Um, all right, Chris, is there anything else you want to cover? Uh, are we going to get baseball this year, man? I'm mixed on that. You know what a big baseball guy I am, man. Uh, I know. I, I just uh, – I'm not that excited about watching it without fans. Uh, but I, I, I miss it terribly. And uh, I guess uh, at this point I'm in favor of them playing some type of a season. What do you guys think? I'm, I, it's kind of funny. So let's say that the Cubs go and win whatever version of the world series is it happens this year. Like, will will I enjoy it? I guess like, it would just be like they won a big tournament or something. Yeah. You know, especially if there's no fans and who knows, you know, I yeah. you guys think there'll be fans in baseball or maybe limited basis. Uh, uh, who I can't see it. I can't see to it. To me, yeah. if it is, it's going to be one of those things like we have to do it because we're being pressured to do it. And then yeah. um, it doesn't work out great for anybody. I mean, I'll be honest. And I'm I'm PGA golf is different because I don't feel like the fan experience really enhances it for me on TV. Okay, sure. Tiger's winning the British Open and right. seven 
billion people like crowd around behind him and walk up to the green. Yeah. Okay. That's a spectacle, but hearing, you know, the golf claps in the Baba Booey, even though I'm, I love Baba Booey. Um, oh, how, no, like the guy, Gary Delabate. Oh, oh, okay. Um, and I do like, cause Howard Stern will play clips from the weekend and that are really funny <laughs> when that stuff steps out. It's very, I, I love the, annoyance of basically because it bothers other people so much even though it is kind of valid that just makes me like it more um yeah i but, I, I admit i kind of like it too it's, it's it's obnoxious and loud but i you know i i get a kick out of it too and they, sometimes they do it a little too much but if the person who gets why they're doing it i think it's funny the guy who's like oh i hear people do this on golf all the time so i'm doing it yeah it's not funny but um <laughs> I guess point being, I don't need that experience to enjoy watching it on TV. Um, and let's face it, most of that, most of the revenue from the sponsors that they're going to get out of this isn't. Yeah, there, there, there is ticket revenue, but the big, sure, the big money is the Cialis commercial mm-hmm. on TV. It's the um, workday commercials that all the ceos are seeing while they're watching it so when the hr person comes and says we need work days like yeah i saw that on henrik stenson's shirt let's get it absolutely um, i don't feel like bring me the golf back but i gotta I, here chris is for you i gotta tell you <laughs> the rest of professional sports i've gotten so used to not having it that's frightening, and and I, I have actually gotten a little bit used to it too, and it, it that's kind of scary. I I you know that's a big part of you know what a lot of us do, and yeah. uh, not only yeah. baseball right now. I think football's in jeopardy. So yeah, football will be back, no doubt in my mind. It'll be back. You think and with with eighty thousand asses and seats and everything? I don't know about eighty thousand, but I do. Th- I think by <laughs> I think by November you'll see some some good old boy fan base in stands i i just i think that baseball is the baseball I, I think they will play baseball I, I just don't know how how interesting it'll be i don't know how motivated the players are going to be i think uh i think maybe the younger teams are going to have an advantage those guys are you know chomping at the bit to play uh, do we really think john lester's that excited about playing a partial season <laughs> right. being quarantined in a best western or something somewhere i, I don't think so <laughs> so uh, we'll find out well, and along um, those lines, as I a think, Cub fan, it scares the hell out of me because the White Sox might do really well with all the kids they got. I yeah, think right. That, that point right. about quarantining at Best Western is great. Like, are you today? All this stuff came out. Lee Westwood gave an interview and said he, um, he's like, you know what? It's not going to be. It this isn't worth it to me. I'm just not going to come play these tournaments I'm qualified for because you're looking at two weeks quarant. You have to get there two weeks early to quarantine before. It. Then I got to come home and quarantine two weeks again before I can do anything here. And so he's like, I'm going to miss the PGA championship because I'm hosting the British masters a week before I don't have the time to quarantine. Oh, and wow. Okay. I didn't see that. Tommy yeah, Fleetwood, Adam Scott said the same thing. Yeah. Tommy Fleetwood was saying something similar. He's like, it's not worth it for me. I mean, trip over to the Atlantic. There's two weeks trip trip back home over the Atlantic. There's another two weeks. So that's a month away from my family minimum just in quarantine because it's, it's not worth it to me. So yeah, John Lester's not going to go. Yeah. Let me go hang out in a best Western for two weeks. And I don't see it happening yeah, for like three months, four months or whatever. Yeah, away yeah. From their, I, just, I yeah. just don't see that. I wonder too, how much like, okay, fine. We're going to finish these seasons. I I'm, I'm 50, 50 on it. One, 
one side is I don't think I I'll even care. Like, Oh, they're back. I full. Oh, okay. I'm so far gone. And in my new world of routine, I'm not, I'm not concerned. The other side of me is like, I could become the biggest fan of every professional sport when they're back just because like, <laughs> Oh, thank God. Something new and topically relevant to be worried about. Great. Right. I don't feel like, I mean, I have zero interest in, in them resuming hockey and basketball. I, I think. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> bitch. Really? I don't care about the NBA. And frankly, I don't really care about the NHL either. But if you were to say to me, get one of them back. I'm, oh, I'll, you know I'll what? go NHL too. You can resume. I don't care if they don't resume it. I would prefer if any of them come back. Let me get the NHL in like November. I'll take that a million percent over the NBA as well. So, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough too when when the NBA comes back and be like, "Oh yeah, the last dance was on." I'm like, "Wait a minute, that Bulls team was 20 <laughs> years ago, and I don't care about basketball. I forgot." It's still pretty much the last NBA I watched. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the yeah. modern era doesn't really interest me very much. Zero. All right, boys. I was going to go on this big vintage gear tangent, but maybe we'll we'll have our friendly golf pro on another time for that. Uh, we should yeah, probably do talk again, again sometime after we get rolling for a few weeks, if you're interested. And we yeah, can, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're going to twist my arm about it, yeah, probably gone. And uh, we'll see. I do like that. Tra- I do like that track. Just saying. How do you guys feel about enter? You guys are you guys aren't really into entering golf shops you, you you guys have no interest in going into a golf shop i'm assuming and trying on a golf shirt and a in a hat and someone well, else bill bill, bill does bill's bill a big does? hat guy i don't try them on though i'll just be like oh yeah no, I like no. that you're hat. buying it okay okay yeah no that's I've, another another point of contention with with us i'm not a big you know everybody running around trying on stuff touching this touching that we have to chase you down and, and wipe down after you like you're a like your three-year-old bill. I don't know. Right. <laughs> to me, it's like, hey, can I it, it, it'd be nice to be able to walk in and be like, I would like this uh, novelty ball marker, please. And this hat. I don't need to sit there, though, and try everything on. But I also have been I've like been in my small town course golf shop and seen some like, oh, do you have a fitting room? And the guy looking up being like. I have a Gatorade cooler from 1989 over there with Pepsi products in it. Will that suffice? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm not dying to get into any golf shops, gotcha. which I don't. I, I get it; they need their business, and I want them to have business. But and I shouldn't say that. You know, I want I want my uh, equipment company friends to be able to sell gear and move it. But I think yeah. When you see at the grocery store, right, these people who are like picking up and handling everything on the shelf and you're going, do you, do you really not know between that many different, the, all the varieties of lima beans? Just pick one. I had a guy in front of me at a grocery store 10 days ago that literally, I was going to get a head of lettuce. He literally, he, he was in front of me at the lettuce, you know, where all the heads of lettuce are laying in the thing. This dude touched every single head of lettuce i sat there in amazement and i actually asked him but at some point i lost it i said sir are you gonna touch every one of those goddamn things I walked <laughs> away and i bought the shredded lettuce and came home to my wife and said what the hell are you getting this for and i explained why <laughs> well, that was one of my thing. terrifying store experiences what are you gonna do come home with that head of lettuce and like spray it with clorox like you're right 
You're limited yeah, there. I mean, so I, you I, could do that. You're probably fine. It's just the point of no, it. No, you don't on, spray. Yeah. I, I would advise don't spray produce right. with <laughs> disinfecting cleaners. <laughs> yeah. We haven't quite gotten to the fight, uh, point where we're disinfecting our mail and stuff yet. But uh... Yeah, we haven't done that. We'll disinfect uh, groceries when they come in, but. Yeah, that's yeah, mostly that because too, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's mostly because we right Instacart away. and we don't know where the person's been. That's necessary. Yeah, I mean, well, and who's touched it before and whatever. I, yeah. I'm same as same as that. And then depending on like what packages come to the house, whether it's Amazon, whatever, certain stuff will be like, well, you don't know, and okay, either we disinfect it or it's like, well, I know the stuff inside hasn't been touched for four days, kind of a thing. So. I just need to dispose of this box and then wash my hands and everything's fine. There you go. Right. You know, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. It's, it's yep. still the same stuff. And don't, I'm still not clear on this. I should not spit in Chris's face. For Please, stop doing that. Please stop doing yeah, that. Yeah, probably not. You know, unless you're having a few beers or something. Yeah, like it's that. not a conflict <laughs> thing. I'm like, Chris, let me see if I can get you from here. And he's like, all right, go for it. <laughs> or unless he hits a really lucky shot on the golf course. You know what I mean? And, it's only one way to solve it. No, that might be it. out of a few bucks. They're all lucky. The good ones are all lucky. <laughs> all right, boys. Yeah, we'll do this again sometime and, you know, maybe a little less uh, like interviewees. But we'd, look, a lot of things going on. You're in the know. We had to find out. So, yeah, we're going to yep. we're going to force you to come up with topics. Next you time. got it. Well, we will find out more as we uh, go over the next couple of days here and uh, figure out what we're going to do operationally. And uh, the, the next couple of weeks, once we do reopen fully, we'll uh, we'll tell a lot. Cool. All right. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Neighborhood Golf Pro. We'll talk soon. And Chris, I'll talk to you later, bud. I appreciate William. you guys having me. Thank you much. I, I love your passion for the game, and I hope to see you out here sometime. All right. Sure. Sounds good. We'll talk to everybody later.